Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Derek. <laughs> and I'm Ray. I'm Alex Reed. Hello, guys. Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, Alex. Shake it off, shake it off. Yep. Level up, level up, level up. <laughs> level all right, up. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Most Lily. You have your girl, Raifa, in the building. And your boy. Alex Reeds. Elijah Michelson. Oh, yes. I'm so happy that now you're watching the originals and you get to understand why I love Elijah Michelson. I've loved him you since. need to know, brother. brother. And then the way he like takes his coat and... You know, like closes it, like he's buttons like, up his jacket. He's hilarious. He is the most. I love it. Like I'm on season three, and I think that of the originals. Yeah, of the originals. Wasn't se- the end of season one amazing? When Rebecca came through, you yes. were like, "Wait, who's gonna keep faith? This I mean, is, hope." Yeah, this is it. Who's gonna keep faith? <laughs> I think that season two stressed me out. Like fully. What stre- happens in stress fully season two again? Fully stressed me out. So this whole back and forth between Esther and then Dahlia came, and oh, this Dahlia. witch, this bad bitch witch came, and then yeah. Freya was like came out of the woodwork. Oh yeah, again. Freya because and yeah, yeah, I was just like, nah, this is all too much. Yeah, was, season two was scary. Scary. It was just yeah, it was actually scary. Yeah, too much two witch stuff. Scary, there was yeah. one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought like the spirits had come to collect me or something, <laughs> something dead. And I was like, nah, 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 we can't be doing the this. Which was the fourth quarter or something. Yeah, so they were just in the fourth quarter of the coven. Yeah. Um, but I was like, nah, okay, this is a bit, this is, I'm getting a bit too consumed in it. Yeah. So then Step like, back. I watched one episode of season three, then I took a break for like yeah. two hours and then I came back to it because I was like, I need, I need, I need to know what's going on yeah. with Klaus. But, um, Klaus Michelson. Yeah, I think the Michelsons are just... Always and forever, baby. Always, Always and forever, and but forever. it's stress, man. Right? Like, sometimes I look at it and I'm thinking to myself, you guys are a thousand years old, but you have not learned... Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Like, going through this whole world, you should surely understand how things work, how revolutions rise and fall, and yeah. people rise and fall. But, yeah, the one thing I like, though, is that Elijah and um, Nicholas always like fight it out and then they're just like mm, alright okay cool cool like, my favourite character <laughs> clarity guys got my favourite of the um, Michelson siblings is definitely Rebecca Rebecca is just like as, as even though she's stubborn and she's very like 
but she's very uh, she's a good person she's a good person like, and her heart is she's proud and stuff but she's a big softie yeah yeah she's a big softie yeah. but she's really cool um i like her anyway. but yeah anyway sorry so that's yeah, the so originals guys that's, that's what alex is watching yeah this reminds me of the read you know how they always start <laughs> up with golden girls i actually didn't know what that was oh i was like well, who's Sophia? What are they talking about? I don't understand. And then Alex told me I actually haven't Googled it. I thought they were talking about a black sitcom. No, 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 no. Apparently no. it's not. No, it's not, um, it's not, it's not, it's not. But anyway, so... Um, How's your week yeah, been, Alex? Uh, my week's been pretty good. Yeah? Um, it's just been a lot of reading. A oh, lot wow. of, like, like nice. literally a lot of reading. It's been very, very crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's really been it. I'm just yeah. trying to, like, stay cool in this festering this heat. heat wave like yeah. i'm not i'm not complaining about the heat because Being i islamic in this heat is so hard oh man. man i just think that yeah my week's been good um yeah. just been trying to be productive done a lot of writing um, oh, a lot of planning a lot of plotting oh <laughs> scheming yeah so everything's um everything should fall together hopefully yeah. in a are you comebacking? Uh, comebacking! Oh my god! Are you coming back on Twitter anytime uh, soon, or have you just decided to log off completely? To be confirmed. TBC. I'm not really. No, you know what? Sometimes yet. you need to log off, and but even I've been like, haven't been on it for a while. Like in terms of, I'm taking sporadic long pauses. Mm. So. But hit yeah, me up on Instagram. I'm living my best life. Oh my god, Alex is living his <laughs> very best life on Instagram. He's really enjoying it's life. It's the same handle, Alex Reed underscore underscore. But the thing is, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm still very vexed at my barber. Some my friend told me to go and do um, DIY now because I should just go and cut my own hair. But my barber left the country for three weeks and didn't tell me. Yeah, and I've been stressed. I'm so sorry for your loss. Ah, uh, yeah, men are trash. It's right? Well. How was your week? <laughs> my week. So you know, I was just working, and then I went to Nottingham to interview the amazing Tommy Adeyemi. She's amazing, right? Literally incredible young woman. She was so bubbly and amazing and happy. And I got to sit and um, talk to her within an audience of 100 or so, just a bit over. And we had a conversation about her book, what it means, what it means, why it's gotten such praise, because it's a book that, I guess it's a almost... Um, healing black children in my view you know putting together the western west african mythology religious mythology um combining that with um things from the black lives Life matter movement don't say this, too much now right but at the same it. time it's just like yeah like it's just yeah. it was amazing and so that happened <laughs> and i was super excited um i took a like a board showing like me and I put it in my um, hotel room. And you left it, I yeah. left it. I was so gutted. Oh man! Um, but it's fine. I think you know the memory will live on. Shout and out to Watchstones. Yeah, her book is her second book is out. Uh, I mean, March next year. Woo! Was it Children of Blood and Vengeance or something? Or no. Virtue and Vengeance? Virtue and Vengeance. Yeah. Yeah, Children of Virtue and Vengeance. Is it Vengeance or Ven- Virtue? I can't remember. <laughs> But it sounds such a, sounds a sick I title, know. either way you put right? it, <laughs> to be so honest. So that's coming out, guys. Literally super excited. Can't cool. wait to see what she has. I was trying to tell her, I was like, oh, like, so I, this is what I think will happen. And she wasn't giving anything away. No, she yeah. can't. She yeah. literally can't. I, don't, I think she's even bound legally. <laughs> like she can't. Yeah, that. she can't say anything. Uh, but shout out to you. I'm really looking forward to the movie when it comes out as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Shout outs to, yes, guys, we're going to be at the, 
Cheltenham Literary uh, Literary Festival. The first podcast in, in residence. residence at the festival this year. Um, shout out to Clarissa, our manager, and shout out to the Times and everybody who kind of helped make this possible. Mm. Um, Clarissa was like, came in with the moves. She yeah. was like, boom, boom, boom. She's like, this could happen. And we were just like, really? And she's like, yeah, yeah. it could happen. <laughs> um, and then it did. So it was just very yeah, much like... like she's she's been doing amazing. Like, we're very grateful to have her on our team. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Clarissa, thank for making you. that happen. You're um, a doll. But we're looking forward to it, man. Like, so literary festival should be good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Should I wonder be. if it's going to be like, that's just the logistics. I'm like, hmm, is it going to be for the whole week? Okay, I need to get holiday leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go, get to figure that out. Yeah. Um. So, what are you reading this week? I'm still reading. Really? Well, I started uh, The Reactive by Masande and Tshanga. Um, it's a very slow beginning, actually, just to give it an honest review. It's a bit of a slow beginning. Um, it's kind of picking up a little, but I'm still not fully in the book if i'm honest with you um i don't know whether it's because um it's just like me and i'm not in it or it's the book but the narrative is interesting it's currently telling the story of a man who has hiv and how he's battling that with a a, a past i suppose and familial bonds and ties and um histories um so it's it's a tiny book but I'm having a little bit of trouble getting really into it. I'll keep you guys updated on how it is going forward. And um, I've also picked up oh, the book that you gave me, Alex, that is in my um, house. What did I give you? Um, How to Win Friends and... Did I give you that book? Yeah, I still have it. No, nah, I need that back though. <laughs> I know, I saw it. It's a property of Alex. Did I give it? I, I, give it to, I think I lent it to you. How are you enjoying it? Um, yeah, like, I yeah, I started it. It's really good. Like, I was a bit surprised. I've realised I haven't, there was a particular point in time when I stopped learning because I was like, oh, I know everything. Um, <laughs> I know. And I stopped learning. And I'm kind oh. of, and my brain, like, it carried, my brain was okay up to a particular point, but now I feel like there's this block. And I think that block is because I haven't been learning so now I'm actively trying to like mm. read things that and not be snobby like oh I know it all more so like I know some things but there's yeah. still so much more to learn so I'm trying to really get into a bit of non-fic yeah. just so it can you know enrich good. my soul and my always brain good. it's always yeah. good it's a good book um, yeah. I read it in second year uni hmm. oh, what are you reading? I'm reading um, X and Y by Tom Whipple so it's called X and Y the rules of attraction and why gender still matters. So it's an interesting book. It's about um, kind of debunking the myths about like gender and sexuality mm-hmm. and what um, and kind of like several psychological tests. And he's basically just exploring it to yeah. see if there is a, if any of these myths can be debunked and all these different things. So the first um, chapter, he kind of um, knocks on the head, the predatory male and mm-hmm. what that looks like because there's a psychological test right that was going on in Denmark where people um is it Denmark or Norway one of the one of those countries and um they would have stu- they would have students that go outside and ask people so women would go to men and be like um hey do you want to have sex with me tonight and 
the reaction from men would either typically be, yes, okay, let's go. Or no, regretfully, because I'm with, with, someone. My, with, yeah. with someone. And on the very rare occasion, it was, oh, my wife or girlfriend's coming in tomorrow so we can do t- all these kind of wow. things. So basically it was kind of seeing what the reactions are to like to sex and the yeah. understanding of it. And um, on the other way around, more women said no yeah. than men would say yes. Yeah. So it was kind of like, figuring out what's nature, what's nurture mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And the second chapter is um, Aphrodite woman and suppressed sexuality and why that, and he's kind of like unraveling why that's a myth and why society kind of like inhibits women, women from yeah. having agency over the, the se- their own sexual liberation, yeah. their own freedoms and the like. And it's a really good um, exploration. Like Tom Whipple's a, I think he's a journalist and he just basically just came to, scatter everybody's kind of perceptions on gender and sexuality. I actually just even had a question on the um, wording of the cover Mm -hmm. because X, obviously X chromosome women, but Y and Y, but the Y isn't... The question Y, not Y. Yeah. So I was a bit like, I didn't take too kindly to that actually. Why not? Because women and Y, I always just looked at like... But X is... X is the, the woman's chromosome, right? Yeah. And Y is the men's? Yeah. Okay. But it's more so like, well, obviously, like a man has an X chromosome, but it's XY. Yeah. And a woman just has XX. So that's why, you know. Um, but it's just, I didn't take well to it because it's like, the first thing that I thought of was when you posted this on your Instagram was, um, why is the Y the questioning Y? Why isn't X questioning anything? It was almost like... But then again, this was from a man's perspective. So I was kind of like, is it saying that why I'm a man, therefore I'm the one writing and questioning gender? And it just, I don't know, there's something about that cover that and that I was oh, a bit I didn't like... Know. I didn't, obviously I didn't look into that like Yeah, that, I was, I was a bit like, oh, why just, is it? Just, it could have just been X and Y. It didn't think, have to be just X and question like, mark Y. Yeah, I just think it's probably the bigger question around it all. Because it's just like, we've had these big things, yes, genetically and biologically, yeah. X, 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 Y, that's scientific fact, that's there. Yeah. But then it's like all of these gender battles and sexuality battles mm-hmm. and all these different things, it's the question why, like, why are we battling yeah. about it? Why yeah. are we fighting about it? Yeah. It's, if it's intrinsic, like, you know, in each person, they even, there's an X chromosome, there's a Y chromosome, there's more than some, there's less than some for others. And... It is what it is. You see what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's just a pun on words. I think that's what made itself. Yeah. But it's interesting. There was a there was a study in it, and it was like um, on the predatory male chapter. That's the first one. It was like there was this policy in a in a supermarket where all the employees had to make direct eye contact with their customers and smile right. and be pleasant all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the women um, advocated against that because what it did was it led the men on that they were that they were speaking oh, to because men now would look at them and be like oh, is, is this a is this a kind of yeah you know but yeah. they and they were just instructed to smile and, and never yeah. look away and do all these different things and be friendly i think the idea is to be friendly but at the same time man look when at you, that as... yeah so they had women that being approached after or same men coming in every day mm-hmm. or um and then when they're being um rebuttal of being refused these kind of 
these advances, things, these advances, yeah. it's like aggression then comes or it's confusion on the man's part. Yeah, it's like, like are you, you, you it's like are you giving me mixed signals? What yeah, what's happening? Yeah, but so isn't, isn't really, that just appalling? Though? It's a really it's a really it was a really like strange thing just to read because I was like, that is really weird because you get certain signals body language wise and then when you when it's just like, oh well then I thought that's, you were telling me this. That's not then. Obviously, the wider public don't know it's a store policy, really. They just mm. they just think, oh, each employee is going to be friendly. Yeah. And such. But then it's like the safety of the women as well, yeah. because people will be followed. Absolutely. They'll be waited on, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, So it's 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 looking at these things. People have all these conceptions about gender and all these yeah. different things, but no one's actually... I mean, I like, think body language is very important and stuff, but at the same time, what gets me is... Like, for example, when a woman is smiling to a man and he thinks that it's, you know, the woman is sending him some sort of signal. Mm-hmm. I guess I can understand that because sometimes if a guy is like overly friendly with me, I'm like, oh, like, is he feeling the kid? Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, I think body language is one thing. As soon as you have verbal confirmation or you see someone be- being very uncomfortable with your advances, yeah. that is literally the place where you're like okay cool yeah. there shouldn't be a questioning of but you were doing this absolutely not like how yeah. you read body language th- their intentions are very different right. you don't yeah. know what you're seeing do you know what i mean you know people just aren't fluent in these things exactly. just, they'll it's be, like, they'll be right? like oh my god but I'm you like, you looked it, at me for like five seconds longer it, than usual yeah. yeah babes i might just be short-sighted and i couldn't see you so do you know what I mean? And it's so true. Like if I don't have my sunglasses, like my glasses on, it's peak. I'll be staring. I'll be like, what? I'll, I'll be squinting my eyes, and you, you're probably thinking I'm pulling a face. No, I just can't see you. You know. So yeah, but it's true, and it's just like it's just a, it's a really interesting book, guys. I would say go out and um yeah. So it's X and Y by Tom. X Whipple. and Y by Tom Whipple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Who's lit this week? Who's lit this week? Um, well, actually, you sent this woman to me. Yeah, you sent this woman to me. Um, I sent so her. it is um, Shahira Yusuf, who um, is a twenty-year-old um, black Muslim woman who hails from East London. Thank you very much. Um, and she um, brightens it up, doesn't she? <clears throat> Okay, whatever. And in 2017, she posted up a, a series of like uh, pictures that went viral um, of her looking like absolutely stunning. And the caption read, I ain't no Kendall Jenner, but I'm a black Muslim girl from East London and that's about to finesse the modeling industry. Wow. Can you imagine? The confidence, I love it. Right? Um, and yeah, like she's she's just done absolutely amazing things. And she says that she calls herself, you know, a black Muslim. She cha- she's a champion of black Muslim excellence. And she's, um, recently been on the cover of Grazia UK and and she's spoken to The Voice about her recent photo shoots and stuff and she signed onto the modelling agency Storm Models which has signed um, uh, which discovered, sorry, Kate Moss it's a really good and agency, the likes. Yeah. yeah, and she's literally just doing incredible things. She's such a beautiful, beautiful young woman mm. and it's wonderful to see black Muslim women being given a platform because I even saw someone did a, a channel, I think it was like Channel 4, saying, oh, do Asian Muslims really like um, oppress or, you know, carol themselves as the peak of Islam against like black Muslims? And I'm like, is that even a question? Like anti-blackness within the black, within the Muslim community is rife. So many times I've had friends who can't marry their Asian boyfriends because their name is not 
like Priyanka. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? And so, even though Islam will teach you to, you know, see everyone as your brother, it's yeah, I'll see you as my brother so long as you don't enter into my I family. Think it, like, it's like it doesn't beat the base cultural exactly. acceptance, exactly, kind of societal so, acceptance. Yeah, it's wonderful to see someone who, like, I always feel like black Muslim women have a particular point whereby their oppression is overlapped by three different things. They're black, they're Muslim, they're women. And it's like, rah, what more? <laughs> what more could you could you be that could make you so low in sort of the, mm. the, the hierarchy of society? Um, and so for her to, to have this platform and to be a model, because a lot of the times Muslim women are told they can't flaunt themselves in, in a certain way. They can't be seen in public and they can't, they can't show the hell off, you know? And I'm always like, sis, go out and do you yeah. look beautiful. And this young woman is doing bits, so shout out to you. Yeah, amazing. And um, we'll, tag, we'll tag like her socials um, when we post this episode. Um, so yeah, Shahira, go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so last week's episode was you guys really engaged with this episode. I, like, I, it was just, it was crazy. Oh yeah, the Harry Potter um, episode. The Harry Potter episode. Yeah. Uh, I want to say thank you so much for you guys to, um, for all your comments and all your messages mm-hmm. about it. Um, there were several messages about like discussing why Hermione wasn't uppity and how she... She was uppity, <laughs> she man. She was uppity. I feel, yeah, I feel like she just had to prove herself and various different things. Um, That's a lie. You know, like it was, a, it was really. There was a good. massive discussion over like houses and stuff, and I think on the poll, Ravenclaw won. Of course, Ravenclaw won. I don't see why it wouldn't win. It just um, it would have to win. Well, anyways, so what is it? There's a guy on Twitter who was who was. I actually saw the tweet this morning about how technically Gryffindor is the 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 you know the weakest link of Hogwarts. <laughs> everyone else was amazing, and then he said that. Oh my god! No, I have to find this tweet. Like, it's actually amazing. I literally died. Um, no, nah, it's it's true. Like, <laughs> it's actually true. And when you think about it, um, it's actually it's actually quite interesting to see how much this book touched a lot of people. Yeah, like you see everyone. What I mean? Everybody kind of felt like they had a place. Yeah, and that kind of helps with the next book that okay, we're going to talk about today. Let's read. Let me read the tweet. Oh god. <laughs> if we're keeping it a buck, everyone knows Gryffindor is the most useless house. Slytherins are ambitious and successful. Ravenclaws are intelligent. Hufflepuffs are kind and make delicious chocolate brownies. Gryffindors are what? Reckless, dauntless, <laughs> dauntless rejects with ADHD. <laughs> Okay, what well, ADHD is a recognized it's mental not, illness, I mean, so we are not laughing about I mean, that. That's rude. But, but the rest. Dauntless <laughs> rejects. It's true. Dauntless rejects, because the thing is, like, they were always just you know, the most self righteous group that were just constantly. No, but they were brave. They were brave. They, they were brave, but they're brave, but they're brave to a fault. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and sometimes you I'm 11. Be... I'm going to go and run and challenge a three headed, ferocious dog. Yeah. And we're all gonna and we're all gonna save the school. Leave Fluffy alone. Mind your business. I would have literally you, you would have seen me see that dog, I would turn right back literally, to my house. I would have been like, well said my riddle, solved the been, riddle, gone to bed. I would have been like the the, is it a, the Kenyan woman who's like, hmm, well right. <laughs> good question. <laughs> okay. See ya yeah. Nah, I don't think I don't think anybody has time. Who has time to be doing all see, this? See Fluffy, I'd have been like, Well, bye. I'd have been like, I don't know what you're talking about the next day. <laughs> like, oh yeah, do you remember we've seen the three headed what three headed dog? What I three? I Sorry. 
What? I assume nothing. I'm sorry. I was Volta who? <laughs> I don't know who that one is. He who must not be named. Okay. We don't say that okay, person's right. name. <laughs> no. I'd have gone back in my nice uh, Slytherin dorms. Yeah. You know, got my grades, finessed a few people. Mind my business. Mind like, my business. Whether they got the stone or not, this is not my personal issue. <laughs> I need to actually finish my year. <laughs> and this is kind of I what Hermione... I need to take my owls. This is what Hermione was saying. She's yeah, like, I she goes, you need to... to um, get your priorities. Get your priorities in order, yeah. you know? Like, or worse, expelled. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, that was Harry Potter last week. So thank you guys for messaging. We love messages like that. We love yeah. all the emails. We got a message from someone all the way in Australia. Oh, is it? Yes, we did. Oh, man. Um, I'll find it and read it out sometime during this episode. Okay. But okay. I was like, yo, what? <laughs> what? Um, um, okay, so <sighs> this week then, from one fantastical book to another to another fantastical book um yeah, this is the fantastic with the melanin yeah with the melanin though um very much um we're speaking about children of blood and bone on this episode the um, first of the orisha trilogy by tommy adeyemi gang gang, gang, gang. so the story centered around zaley who is on a mission to bring back magic to orisha which is nigeria more or less um, mm, yeah, and thus in an alternative, on an alternative, an alternative Nigeria, world, <laughs> an alternative Nigeria, alternative world, um, and thus goes against the monarchy of King Siren to bring it back. Yeah, and um, yeah, first thoughts on the book. It's in like it's a young adult fiction book, yeah. um, and it's got loads of amazing like like the, the characters are black. There's no if about it. I don't think there's a white character to be seen at all in this, As whole, in, in this whole they're not even mentioned not even like mentioned. this is just the world it's, of Orisha yeah um, and obviously they're, they're not they're not different races but there are different tribes and clans yeah. um, essentially there are two types of subcultures you have the Magi who are the magical folk and then you have the oh what are the other ones called the Cossidans the Cossidans yeah Cossidans are the regular regular people yeah, just like regular, regular, literally, literally just getting on with life and yeah. minding the business and then you selling, have the magi merchant, and then you've got the, who are touched by magic some. so the magi and the div the, the, the diviners or diviners diviners are part yeah diviners are the ones that are magi but touched by magic right okay so um. One of the diviners, who's the main person in this, the so main protagonist, Zaley. is Zaley, who is, who has a brother of hers called um, Zane, who is a magi, but he isn't a he's, diviner. He's, he's not magi. He's Cosidan. Yeah, is he? No. Yeah, he's Cosidan. Just because. Um, I forgot. I think. I think his. All right. Kossidan? So what happens is Zaley, Zaley's mother is a ma- is a magi. He's a magi. Magi. Yeah. yeah. And she's um, and there are several clans. Um, and the clan that she's from is the. What's, I want to look at the actual name, the Iku clan, which is the Reapers, and they have command of the living and the dead. Okay, let's explain this because sometimes it's like, I don't think we have it. We have it. So basically, there's a scene in this book whereby they reach a temple, and they and they kind of you you are told how magic came about. Right now, there is this magical being. I think they call her mother. The Sky Mother. Sky Mother. It's, it's, I mean. This it's, is a god. It, it's Nigerian folklore god. Mythology, religious mythology. Religious mythology. Um, so before imperialism. The sky, yeah, before all that. The, even, it's not even before or after. It just didn't happen just, in that world. Yeah. Um, so Sky Mother, something happens and Sky Mother basically, some of her powers goes down to these humans. And you have like, 
something happens. I forgot like. All right. I'm gonna say this. Yeah. So the Sky Mother um, is the god of all things, the yeah, universe, like right? Every, she has everything. several. She has several children who are the representations of various parts of her, and they become the, it, they become it, yeah. they become the lead. They're the leaders of each clan, and then they produce their magic for um, the, 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 the followers. Yeah. So, for example, um, the 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 burners. That's are from the fire. So that's who Ray Fire of the heart. Fire of the heart. So basically yeah. it's sky in the in the sky. legend, in the book, it's taken from the the Sky Mother's heart. The I think the god, I forgot what the name of I think his name is Shango, takes the fire from her heart yeah. and brings it down to share it with the followers Children, of his yeah. followers. So and then that's when it becomes, you know, it starts to mix in with the children of blood and bone. It's, and they they create their children as their followers. Yeah. And, like and the, so the you're human. born and then you have, you don't know what you are until yeah. you're obviously your magic so is ignited. All, yeah, so all the, divin, all the diviners are born with gray, with silver hair. Mm-hmm. And um, once they're touched with, once their magic activates, it dictates which clan that they, they, become, they, they come in. Yeah. Typically, you're the clan of your parent, but, it can it can yeah, change in whichever way. Zaley's mother was also a reaper. Yeah, she was the lead. She was the she was the leader of the of reapers. The, yeah, of the Iku clan. So there are several clans. There's the reaper clan. There's so the Iku clan, which is reapers. There's the Emi clan, which is the connectors, the connectors which are them. the guys of spirits and dreams. The Omi clan, which are tiders. So they yeah, are they the, control water. They control water. Yeah. Uh, the Ina clan, which is the burners, so they control fire they and control putting fire it out. Fire and their deities, Sango. Sango. Um, the Afete, the Afefe clan, which is the winders, so they control wind. They control air, yeah. Air. Um, the Ai clan, which is grounders and welders, so they, they control iron and the earth. There we go. Um, the Imole clan, which is lighters, so they control light and dark, mm-hmm. bringing it and taking it away. The Iwasan clan is the are the healers, healers. and the cancers. Yeah. So, so they can both give disease and take it yeah, away. The, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think is so cool. And um, the Ariran the Ariran clan are the seers. So the they seers can see in, in into the future, future and past. Yeah. And we have yeah. a seer who you meet, yeah. especially like, right at the beginning of yeah. the story. Which is and you've got the Iranco clan, which are the tamers, and they're the ones that um, guide and and can manipulate the animals yeah. of the earth. So the story. Um, it's an. I think it's an amazing story, just yeah. based up like if it's just if we just take it to its bare bones of just a young woman, who wants he's on a quest to get something back that's very dear to her. Yeah, and to, and that gives her meaning. Yeah. you know, like so you've got, you know, in all of these young adult fiction books, there's always the, the protagonist has to obviously f- have something that they're, they're searching for and mm-hmm. wanting to get and bring back. It's usually something that's taken from them. Yeah. Um, but it was even it was doubly like important this book just because it's a lead black character a dark skin character at that mm. because the diviners are dark skin yeah with silver hair so they are automatically stand out and you know finding and no and growing up knowing what she is and knowing that of what she comes from mm-hmm. and being taken away and being that taken away from her yeah it was kind of was quite interesting to see that kind of emotional pull that you get as a reader yeah and you know that's based that's their magic taken away that's their language taken away and then the the, history the history taken away because basically obviously so king saran who is the monarchy of of orisha he his family was basically burned by a burner yeah and he wanted yeah and he wanted vengeance and so he basically went and killed all of the magi yeah um 
And no, did he? Like, he killed a lot of. He, yeah, he killed he all the magic, all the, all the leaders, all the leaders. Yeah, and stuff, and, and left the children, left the children, and enslaved them. Yeah, um, and so he stripped away magic essentially, and by destroying some artifacts. And mm-hmm. so, the book is, um, Zeli, sorry Zeli, with her brother Zane, Zane, and the princess of Orisha, um, Amari, who has escaped her home. Because her father had killed um, one Magi who was very close to her, a servant Magi. A diviner. A diviner, that's it, yeah. Yeah. And um, so she ran away from home. But then a magical artifact was found that gave this diviner some magical power. And it completely scared um, King Saran. So he killed her. And he killed her. And this, like, Amari's, this was Amari's closest friend, closest companion. So she escapes the castle, finds... um, Zaylee in a market and tells basically tells her to protect her and run away and yeah. the seer who um is training um Zaylee. Zaylee tells her that you know she's been essentially yeah. chosen by the gods to find three art um three magical artifacts and um go to the go to a temple and on the night of the solstice yeah. and on this night if these three artifacts are all together magic will be the magic restored. will get back to the land essentially yeah. and don't want to give too much away but yeah it's yeah so that's the quest yeah that, that's the quest that is the plot yeah. essentially so, the, of the like, so there's this magical scroll that comes in and as any diviner touches it, it their it. magic is activated yeah. for a certain amount of yeah. Like, not the full power, but yeah. something activated something. in there. And it just scares people, I and guess, that difference. Yeah, but because I they've think, been used to something for so long. Yeah. You know? I think what's very important is this. Obviously, um, Tommy said that this was essentially um, a kind of allegory for black pain, black struggle. And the children, I get, in my head, I'm thinking about the children of people who have suffered under any form of oppression but most specifically africa african-american oppression whether it's police brutality and i think she portrays this so vividly when she talks about the moment you know her zaylee's mother got taken Mm. by the king's uh, guards and tortured and hanged and stuff and she was just wasn't she just dangling on a tree and it was just so powerful and this pain literally surrounded Zaylee in the whole the whole book all the time her mother was at the back of her mind yeah. and i in my head mm-hmm. i'm just thinking about all of these women that have suffered under police brutality like sandra bland and and i'm just like her their loved ones yeah the, their deaths must haunt them yeah, it's at like, every opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Like black pain in general. And it's the, um, yeah, you've got the system that's around to protect, quote unquote, to protect the people that are in the land of yeah. the people. And we see throughout the book the, the, the initial theme of the diviners are the lower class people they've been yeah. pushed they live in the ghettos they live in the slums yeah. or is it probably people keep talking about is it Audrey Legba <laughs> Audrey Legba <laughs> No, my story. And people keep saying, you know, like my friend's mum was like, you know, Ojulegbo is this wretched, like slum in Lagos, and it makes me feel like that's probably. I don't know. I've never been there. I don't know anybody from there. Yeah, it reminds I, me I of like maybe like even the projects, yeah, in the in projects the or something. That's, yeah. and that's where that's where they kind of pushed the diviners, yeah. and like with no money, they're the ones that are scrapping. They're the ones mm-hmm. that are begging because 
you take somebody's power from them and they literally become and, and, and powerless. They, they become power, yeah. powerless, but they're treated as worthless. So therefore, yeah. they literally have nothing to mm-hmm. to do. So they got these young um, young children born with silver hair, and Made and, and, to and, shine and, and now bright. it's yeah, because and yeah, and what was one of the stories in there? What Mama Akbar? So Zaley was training with Mama Akbar about learning how to fight and do all these things, and then it, it discover we would discover like what Mama Akbar is, but. Um, you know, Mama Agba was like, you know, when you're born a diviner, it's like a, you're a blessing. You're meant yeah. to be a blessing. But then it became a curse mm. in that when these kids were born to a silver hair, their fate was already destined yeah. to them. And it's true, and, like um, your, you know, a dark skinned child comes out into this world and in the moment you realise this is a beautiful child, which is a blessing. But then by the mere fact of them, the melanin that they have on their skin, the concentration of melanin that they have on their skin, there are certain things that the world has already um, inscribed into this child's future. Yeah, You know, that at a certain age, your parents have to sit you down and give you the talk as to how to behave when a, when a police officer is there. Yeah. This is how you do your if hair for work. If they're lucky to get that conversation. Exactly. This is how you wear, you, you wear your hair to work because mm. you don't want to seem like you're unprofessional. This is how much money you're going to earn when you start this job. Not because you don't have talent, but because if you even start this job. If yeah. there are even opportunities for you to start this job, yeah, school must be. You must have. You must work twice or three times as hard to get to the same place as the Kosidan, as your white counterparts, yeah. because of the, your skin yeah. color, yeah. because of of the fact that you are in a in a social setting that isn't, I guess, there fulfilling. to protect you, yeah, or to exactly, inter- or for it's you not to for, su- you, at for you to succeed yeah. in. And you know, it's really interesting though is that. The, the question of colorism within the the book mm. as well it's like the nobles were this they were these light skinned yeah. very fair skinned people they will they would bleach they would do all these different things make them look lighter so that they but would I'm, differentiate themselves from the i mean considering that there was no white people in this where did the idea of lighter being more i don't know elite come but I, from but, but i guess but, it's but because didn't, but, they're magic and therefore they're darker. Uh, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's like, you know, you're, and it's always, I think that's always been a case, even in like old and um, in like Tudor, Tudor times, right? Queen Elizabeth the first, she would, I mean, if you were richer, you'd be paler mm. because you're inside a lot of the time. You don't, you don't need to be outside. Yeah. You know, you're surrounded by things that can protect you from outside world. Yeah. And um, it, this kind of was a remnant of that. Like if you're, if you're dark, if you're black, and you're dark skinned, you're outside all the time. There's a reason why you're dark, because yeah. you, you're exposed to the world. And a lot of the diviners are of nature. Like you've got the healers, you've got the, the, the tamers, you've got all these people that's all to do with nature and you're outside yeah. all the time. So they're darker. And it was really interesting to see that kind of comparison made. Because when I saw that, I, I felt really uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my God, like it would have happened regardless of whether there was an influence outside well, not necessarily would have happened regardless, but who's to say that it would have happened? It yeah. would not have happened had there not been a, you know, you've got this community and it's just, we're inside, so we're going to be lighter. And that just that just dictates that we are noble because there's no reason for us to be outside, yeah. you see? 
Um, do you want to break down the characters? And have sure. A okay, so... So we have Zaylee and Zaylee... Zaylee annoys me. <laughs> she's so annoying. I mean, obviously, she's she's gone for a lot. Like, she's seen her mother mm. ripped and taken away from her. And so, so she's very vulnerable and she has a bit of an imposter syndrome, I think. Yeah. Because she's, she's always like, why me? I'm always doing things wrong. I'm always hurting yeah. my father. So her father's a fisherman. Oh, baba. And, oh, man. <laughs> oh, emotional yeah um so she's been taken care of by her uh, older brother zane and her father and she's a bit of a troublemaker she's she's a she's a vibrant young girl you know and she's causing trouble but in my eyes she's just she's living she's just being a girl um and her brother is an athlete um and but then at the same time he's always trying to balance that with looking after his family he promised his he promised his mom before she died yeah he was like to look after Zaley no matter what. Yeah. And that's what he's yeah. done. Like, he's put he, himself And they, second. like, they go for a lot. Like, yeah, like, Zane has put himself second. He's always... The, there are moments when Zaley does things that I'm Zane's like, like don't don't do it please don't do it don't, don't because do you're gonna it. really annoy me <laughs> when one of us goes in and, and we, we all, all go, go through, through it. it man it's peak <laughs> it's peak and there was a time when Zaylee did something and then Zane was like yo like you'll lose me as a brother like I will not be there but obviously he made a promise to his always mother always and forever <laughs> always and forever like he always come back and that bond is beautiful because mm. you know Zayn is going to be there like, like I felt I felt that kind of like that want for, for Zaylee like he wanted her to get good. the things that she needed yeah. like she like whether it would be the, the magic whether it would be love whether yeah. it would be all of these different yeah. things so and, um, yeah there is also my favourite character who is Inan I love Inan I love Inan so much so basically Inan is the son of King, king Saran, Saran and the future king of Orisha and he always wants to prove himself to his father yeah as most black yeah. sons tend to and want to do. something happens, and I think it's because he was in close proximity to the art magical artifact. I think his mum was wayward. Oh, his mum was hella wayward. Of course, that's what I I told her that, you know, that's what Tommy, I said, basically, his had an affair wayward. and yeah. got with the Magi, and that's how Inan came about. Yes. So anyways, Inan is um, diviner. a diviner, and... Basically, through, something happens during the quest to find Zaylee because he's running after Zaylee and trying to stop her from getting these artifacts and bringing he back He was sent magic. by his father to, to do it. Yeah, to like prove himself, you know, as a future king. Yeah. And um, he gets this strip of white hair. But along the way, yeah, along the way. Yeah. And he's like... Oh, oh, oh. And then something starts changing. He starts understanding people's emotions. He's, when he meets someone, he'll start understanding their past. Start and hearing he, their thoughts. And start hearing things. their thoughts. He'll literally feel feel them and he yeah. starts seeing Zaylee um even though she's nowhere near starts seeing her starts understanding her thought process and when he falls asleep or sometimes he can induce what is called a dreamscape yeah and within that he pulls your consciousness and his together in an alternate sort of place whereby he can communicate with people and he can pull you into a specific yeah. uh, stratosphere and it's wonderful this connect- he became a connect he's a yeah. connector so basically he's a connector and he I love connectors. Oh, that's why I love you. You're a connector. Um, But yeah, they're very empathetic people. They they really feel your pain. And I think one thing about what I love about Inan is his conflict with his inner conflict. Because at the same time, he understands that what his father has done is wrong. And he understands that, he understands 
Zaylee's pain more than anyone else because he literally can feel her pain. But at the same time, he can't help but wonder that magic, if it's allowed to just come back, will ruin things. Mm. What I loved about Tommy's explanation with Inan is that it's true. Because there is no power, there is no social structure, there is no governance of people who are diviners, they get their powers back. You have... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burners who will just rain havoc. Yeah. You have, but, we look at, yeah. but you don't know that everyone has their own intentions. Yeah, so yeah. the way that Inan's in a struggle, mm. I think, is very balanced and it's very accurate. Yeah. Because on one hand, we want magic to come back. On the other hand, imagine people with magic yeah. who like, have bad intentions. Inan, yeah, Inan wants a better Orisha, yeah. but he wants to rid himself from the tyranny of his father. Like, he yeah. doesn't want anything to happen. He, does, he really just wants peace. He wants. He words. really wants peace, but he's, um, he also sees his father's side of things. These yeah. people will destroy us, but he sees Zaylee's side of yeah, things. Yeah, but then he sees the worst side of his father at one point in the book, and he's yeah. like, he can't. So he went back and forth, back yeah. and forth. Like, but, and it's really interesting to see that, like, you know, when you're when you're um, attached to somebody, like, so Inan is attached to. He gets he becomes attached to people quickly because of his power. Yeah. Like, so he very he's like. Oh, like so he will see that he can't detach himself from somebody being tortured or somebody being yeah, killed or he, someone. He feels that or pain. He, he yeah. feels that, and um, there's some scenes in there that I get a bit raunchy. Oh, like, the dreamscape yeah, is like a little dungeon, and, like, and I'm like, he just like, at first he uses the dreamscape as a place to fight, and he's like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna come and kill you now, and then it becomes a place where he just yeah, like, get a little, you know, he's just you know little. down in the waterfall and doing oh, all kind of not anyway, oh, but but I'm like, if it's in the dreamscape, did it happen? Like, can you imagine that? Like, you wake up and you're just. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it gets a bit, it gets a bit freaky. Yeah, it's a it bit gets freaky. a little hot and, you know, heavy. But I love the fact that obviously there is, there is a sort of mm. ro- a forbidden type of romance yeah, in there. Yeah. And it's it, a Romeo and Juliet. Very much so. And, yeah. and you're like, oh, I, I really love you. But at the same time, 
I don't, I, I'm having a conflict with this idea of magic for mm. Orisha. Is it actually good? Mm. And I think that discussion is is a very mature discussion for a children's book, actually. I, oh, for sorry, for a young adult fiction. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is very mature. I mean, we're getting I mean, very but, philosophical but we're, here. But we're adults reading it, though. Remember, like, if we were reading this at, what, 11, 12, yeah. we're reading it like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Just, like, but but it's a seed that gets planted, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I think is great for children because then then they are able to look at something on a different uh, side of the coin. Later on. Later on. But even at that time, it plants a seed of, oh, this good thing can be looked at as being bad. And it is also very plausible. So how do we balance that? And how do we come to a middle point where we can compromise in a way? And I think that is, that is like, obviously, Zaylee's on this side, Anan is on this side. They love each other. But they have very different ideologies of magic and magic for Orisha. So how do you combine that like together? In a, in a real world sense, it's different ideologies of freedom. Exactly. What does freedom what mean does for one person? Freedom mean? So it's like I want. It's like even um you know the film The Butler. Do you remember The Butler? Yeah. So then you know he oh, has yeah. this son and he's like this son's like I want freedom through um the civil rights movement civil and, rights, through, like, and through protest violence and, violence and, and, and I want freedom through peace and all these yeah, different I want things freedom, and it becomes yeah. what does freedom look like yeah. and, and it's put all into this that. book it's, and it's, it's like, amazing and it's amazing um, but if you look at Amari and Amari is Inan's sister yeah and she's always been afraid of her father her character her character I development oh, her character development bomb, was bomb, fantastic bomb. and you know you and it's amazing when you see a writer take somebody on a journey like literally they've they've come from this shrinking flower to, to this, this flourishing flourishing thing it's thing. Vi- this, not, not violent but like, it's something that will defend herself and yeah. has values and has like yeah a strength and a power that yeah. she can say. Anan was always afraid of her father. Father watched Inan her... Anan or Amari. Sorry, Amari yeah. um, watched her best friend be killed by her father, almost afraid of her brother because, you know, her father made... Them fight. Them fight and Inan... And she couldn't fight because she was like, I don't want to hurt him and stuff. And Inan, Inan like, messed her up and her back was full of scars. Yeah, yeah. And... And she was literally, like, broken. She, I don't think she had a had an understanding of herself. And in this journey with, with Zaylee, who is this, like, listen, I'm out here, I'm finna fight y'all. <laughs> you know, y'all killed my mother. Um, and I think there was that like comparison. Yeah, so you're, you had, you're, like, privileged. Yeah, you had, this, you had this privileged person who was shrouded by, and made to feel powerless yes. all the time. You had somebody who was not privileged, made to feel powerless, but took took power, took power where she could find it. Yeah. And then you could like put them together. And Obviously, there's friction at the beginning, yeah. but it becomes like, really good friends. It's almost like one person gives to another. So Zaylee becomes more compassionate. She becomes more understanding. She becomes more subdued, but in a way that is still uplifting. Yeah. Whereas Amari takes on the strength and she becomes this queen. And then she literally says, you know what? I'm going yeah. to be the queen. Yeah. Like this is I'm, just this is what's gonna happen. This is what's gonna happen. Like a nun who if a nun's if a nun's not there. What do you mean what, if a nun's I'm, I'm, I'm doing it anyway? Yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm gonna be the future and like, queen of Orisha, yeah. and that's you, it. Like and like the, the 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 real strong like black female role models within this book is like really intriguing because you know even at the very beginning, obviously Zaylee was there. She was always fiery. She was always like that person. And then she was with it. She was Mama Agba's um, Agba's camp, mm. and she was fighting another girl. 
who was just I forgot what her name is now, oh, but she was really like bad bitch, really bad. Like she would. I don't think she was evil. I thought we were going to see. I, I evil, thought we were. Yeah. I thought we were going to see more of her more in the book, her. but I we didn't. We but we, we didn't. I think she we, was just like, listen, you can't mess with me. Hopefully, she's in the next book. Yeah. But like, um, we're going to see. Hopefully, we see more of her. But she was like, you know, she was fighting. And she was like, they had to um, learn how to use the staff as yeah. through combat, and that's something that diviners and magi like know yeah. to do. It's just a cultural thing. It's and something you get should, like, you want us to fight. You get your like staff. Yeah, you, you get your staff yeah. and whatnot. And um, and it's like Mama Agba was like really, like really decided that she wanted to pull all these young, young diviners black women yeah black women I mean, they were all women weren't they yeah i think they were yeah. all women yeah i put them all together and just say fight fight like learn to defend yourself yeah. like i mean it's that kind of unsaid thing where the men will defend themselves whatever yeah. or they won't have it as bad you guys need to know how to fight yeah, for yourselves because people fight. will take advantage of you yeah. remember um you know people would the the guys the 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 soldiers mm. would come in and rape, rape and, and just pillage and, and yeah. take and take what they wanted because that's what they were allowed to do. Yeah. And when you could fight, you at least had a chance to say, to this survive, is not yeah. what I'm doing. Um, and I just found it really interesting to see Mama Agba just like, just being a bad bee. You know, yeah. one of them old, old black women just in their, sh- in their, I just, I just had a picture of her just it in like all of, these robes and just of, her head Right? Up. It reminds me of the Matrix, the Oracle. Yeah. But like, a different type of oracle like yeah. listen I see the future and I'm gonna teach you guys how to fight because something is looming something is coming yeah. and you need to be prepared she might know I don't think she saw it yet I don't think, I don't she, think she saw it because magic hadn't so she yeah. hadn't seen it for ages yeah. but she kind of just had that innate sense and like something is coming and that's like yeah. you know and it you was know? really good and you know seeing all the and then you had Omari Omari was like a princess and her mum was really a horrible woman horrible to her um, horrible to her and you saw that Amari kind of like grew out of that that idea yeah. you had um Zaley, whose mum was the reap the leader of the reapers of the reaper clan the iku clan and she had her and then you had um when and later on in the story we, we see various other characters yeah. in certain camps who are just um who are, who are leading who yeah, are leading, leading. there a is a young girl her name for, is zuleha who is it zuleha yeah zuleha yeah um, Arabic name Zuleika, yeah. yeah, and she is a healer, and she is a leader of a small clan in like the woods of diviners. And Tommy mirrored her on the young black girl in South Africa. Her name is Zuleika, who was fighting against the school system that told her that she couldn't wear her hair out in Nafra. Remember? Yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like this iconic young black uh, girl who took matters into her own hand led a protest in her school to defy this racist and horrific ruling that said you as as a black woman your afro your natural hair is unprofessional and you get that everywhere your how can your natural hair be unprofessional when you have Susie coming into work with her curly hair in bits her natural she, like her, her natural, natural hair, hair that she hasn't brushed in like two days this is it Susan why is your hair not unprofessional but my why my is it not fro, in a bun Susan my fro that I have been combing and patterning up what like do you know what and I mean moisturising and doing and all moisturising and, and putting you know, in protective styles right for you to come and <laughs> tell me that tell me that this natural. is unprofessional and, and unnatural and Zuleika was described um she was, she was she, a bigger she was, force. You know, she was described, she was small, but she was strong. She mm. had, the, her hair was out. She yeah. was, you know, she was forceful. She was she erudite. Was she was a healer. She was out here like. Doing he, what she had to do. Yeah, she was healing people. And, oh, 
even just gets me so damn emotional talking yeah. about this book because it's a YA novel, but it is an important novel. It's yeah. a very um, and I always say that oh, it's the Harry Potter that I should have read, but really, it's I, just I, I the even book. want to redact all of that because at the end of the day i should i don't even want to put it next to harry potter because this is a two different yeah this is a this is a different story and it's a story that should stand on its own pedestal because i know damn well my child is not reading harry potter because harry potter will not be the basis for their idea of ya or their idea of of young adult fiction their idea of because what young adult fiction teaches you morality it teaches you it's like you grow up and roll down and then you move on to YA. It's like a guiding force <laughs> yeah, yeah. of of like of learning. Your, of your journey of through your ju- Exactly, kind of and your journey through life. It teaches mm. you so much. So you're there starting from roll down. You're there in the beginning. You're doing like all of these myths and legends that teach you all of these valuable skills. And then you move on to YA, which is your, which are, which are important formative years. Definitely. You learn friendship from Harry Potter and bravery and, and courage. You learn morality but in, and all these yeah, different things. And good and bad and evil and how they come together. But in this, you learn that as well. But you learn that through people who, who look like you. Yeah. And you're like, this is me. This is me. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm, this is where I'm at with everything like you can look at it and think I could be that person and I was saying to my friend the other day like this is the one series that I feel that I could cosplay for Mm. like I feel like I could go out there and cosplay okay Black Panther came out in February and yeah you can cosplay for Black Panther and that's great but at the same time I feel like I could literally dye my hair silver right and okay no, like not like Cisco back in the day, whatever. <laughs> but I could dye my hair silver. And you don't need to wear I dye my silver. Else. I could just and wear like I mean, figure out, figure that out as I go, yeah. whatever. But I could do it yeah. because I feel like I could say this is I'm Inan from yeah. um, Children of Blood and Bone, yeah. or I'm from this clan. Or, or you need this one little hair strip at the front this is with it. a helmet, it's a strip, and, and a strip of white hair, and that's it, and a helmet, be- be- and a helmet, and that's the thing. Because and you feel like you can be a part of a community now because. Yeah. Like Tommy has created this world that we can step into yeah. and fully see ourselves in, and it's just um, it's a really important yeah. and a really interesting. Why um, in. initially I'm a bit judgmental of YA because sometimes I'm like, this is really crap writing. <laughs> Alex is just Alex is just fainted, but I You're say rude. this wow. because <laughs> I get really apprehensive because I'm like. Is it YA because it's pertinent to young adult lives, yeah. teenagers, like, you know, starting out? Or, and in that sense, does it need to lack literariness? No, that's the thing. That's like, as, as long as the message gets to, as yeah. long as the message gets so to what it needs to get. I think we need, to, I personally have, have, have needed to debunk this idea that YA is um, subpar and inferior to literary fiction for adults do you know what i mean and i think there you know when you go into schools and you ask kids oh what are you reading so well i'm reading the canterbury tales i'm reading jane eyre and then someone says well you know like young adults Mm. like they i read jane eyre as a young adult do you know what i mean and and i read classics as a young person and in class there is already that ingrained snobbiness of books like Oh, if you're reading Pride and Prejudice at 17 or 16, you're intelligent. You're intelligent. You're, you can grasp um, certain you know, aspects yeah, of like things. Yeah, like superior thought and 19th century oh, living. Well, but if you're, unscrew all of that. Exactly. But if you're reading like, 
children are blood and bone at that age, then you okay, fine, you know. But you in a classroom, to, and that's that's the thing that needs to be and debunked. Like that, and, I, and I feel like that will change because of the way that we connect and the way that we, as a generation nowadays, um, tend to engage with creators and mm. people that create things. So if we go back to when um, J.K. Rowling was put in at Harry Potter or um, Jenny Nimmo did the Charlie, the Charlie Bone series or whatever, they... There was a they were of a different generation of writers, you know. So mm. basically, a lot of these writers published and produced between ninety one and two thousand and eight mm. or whatever. Now we've got and you know social media wasn't as big. You know, people were like there was no access there for me anyway. Mm. I felt like reading Harry Potter and whatnot. I wanted to get my book signed. I wanted to go and get it, but I didn't know how to do it. I wasn't really clued up on the internet to be like, yeah. let me go find. Um, where J.K. Rowling's signing, I'm going to go and get my book signed and stuff. But yeah, all these people, all these typically white people were in the queue to get their book signed mm-hmm. and whatnot. Different. They were part of the community. Now we've, got, now, we've got loads of access to different social medias. We know where, say, Tommy is at any given time. Yeah. We can find out. We know her next event. Yeah. We know her next event. Email, write letters, all these different things. We can. We, we, they could do that before. But when you just don't have the knowledge and you don't have the... The, the wherewithal, essentially, yeah. for me anyway. And we have young black people in the her. creative spaces that can bring other people up. And uh, my little cousin loves this book. You don't understand how she yeah, forced I gave, me. I gave it to my cousin like, because she's I felt been like reading she needed this. to yeah, read it. Yeah, she's been reading this and she has been besides herself. Like, when I got to see Tommy, she, she made me do a video and, and she's like, when's her next event? And so she's like, she has access to this, which mm-hmm. I think... I don't even think I could have access to J.K. Rowling, but I have access to Tommy. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like my little cousin, in a way, has access to Tommy. She can tweet her, yeah. and I know damn what she has tweeted her picture to her, and Tommy has replied. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's this community that is built, Building. and you feel like you are part of Arisha, you are part of that yep. world that is very different. Like I love Hogwarts, and we are children of the Harry Potter generation in a way, and we, we like some of us were waiting for that letter, but me, I'm waiting for my stuff. Now I'm waiting for my, my hair to I'm turn my hair white. To turn, you know, turn white at what point? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, what is it time? gonna happen? Ain't no letter. Ain't nobody ain't saying no, that right now. Ain't no damn out Keep your wand. Keep your wand. Keep your out. Give me, give me my, my connector hair. situation right? from whichever clan I need to be. In. I need to know which clan I'm in. I need to be for my Emmy clan. Thank you. And I need to get my get my hair get, right braided up, which Thank I'll probably you. do for carnival because that's what <laughs> I'll do. And it matches the outfit yeah. and the costume. But I think that's, and that's the thing. Like, it's you need that to actually make it. That is it's just... the empowerment and it's strong. Um, and there's one thing I really wanted to speak about very, very quickly because I know that um, obviously time and whatnot. But when um, they went to the Centauros, the Centauros, my favorite, and part, they found Lekan, the, um, Lekan. Cent- the the last um, Centauro, yeah. And there was that bit, and I'm, um, and it was like, and he said his name was Lekan, and then Zaley was like, Olami Lekan. Mm. Um, oh, I forgot what the meaning of Lek of, of it is, but I'll find it. And he was like, you know your language, right? you you remember your you remember. you remember yourself, kind of thing. Yeah. Because, oh, because it was beautiful. Because the Centauros are the. The, the kind of the keepers of the, they're the bridge they bridge the gap between, between the the gods and the, the and, and the magi and, and they kind of sit in that space where yeah. people where the magi go to there is that communication because you need a centaur to kind of to communicate with that um the gods and stuff in a, in a certain way yeah he said oh lami leka and and it's my wealth is in, and she's like my wealth has increased can you imagine and she's like and he's like you mm, remember your language you know. 
You, you know. remember your ancestral kind of. You remember you know yourself. Who you are. Do you know what I mean? Like you know. Yeah. And that's when I was just like. You just have to sit back and like. What? I remember reading it on the train. Um, I think we we're going to the Waterstones. Um, the, our our show. Yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> this who, am has, right? <laughs> who am I? Who am I? I left my umbrella on the train. Everything. From me. This has been taken away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like this is. And I just look at all like so. For example, especially with the Black um African sorry with the Black um African American community. I mean, as my like, I'm from Zanzibar. Like, I know my language. I know my people in a way. Mm. But I'm looking at like the African American um, identity. And when I went to New Orleans and I saw all of these black people, which these black people look like me. There is nothing. I'm looking at their faces, and these people are African. Yeah. These are African people. And they have been taken from their lands, language stripped away from them, history stripped away from them, ancestors, religion, ideology, community, and they self. had been self, and they had been implanted in a place that they did not want, and they had to find a way to survive, yeah. and they had to find a way to make themselves belong, and they had to form a community, a new culture, a new language, and not and try to integrate, but then. It, they couldn't even integrate because the people that they did they didn't want them to integrate so they had to form pockets of community where they can feel wanted and it's and it's it is as much as it's what they've done is beautiful when i went there you could tell that this is there's a there's a there's a vacuum mm. there's something that is missing there's a knowledge that is missing and when lekan said like you know like you remember it's that it's that remembrance that i think was taken yeah. from the african uh, african american yeah. community because imagine if they had that that knowledge that yeah. even if they chose to stay in the states because that's their home yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean they they and even like black britain and there's, there's very right just various different things and it's like it was it, it shook me up because i was like wow like imagine when I die, colonialism for dead, and I go to God, right. and God is like, "You do, remember who you are," you and I just like, ah. wait. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing; it's just, it's crazy because I when, like, when, yeah. I, when I drop, because that's that's just applicable to every person. Every person. Regarding, I mean, obviously the black dias, the African diaspora is who they, is. yeah, Europeans, but anyway. various people. Once you remember and are tapped into where you've come from everything before you kind of makes it it kind of it, it directs where you are where you're going kind yeah. of thing and it gives and you it the, really self, interesting. the sense of self like even now for me it's very important for me that like, if i have children those children know about zanzibar those children of know about where know their mother's from they, those children know their language and their culture mm. and what's important to them even regardless how far away i am removed from my family mm. it is vital for me for my children to not lose that and i, I, I many times i see a young black british people who are many generations in and that is lost because they were forced to integrate yeah. because they they were told you have to integrate and forget about your past because that is not what we want here and that is it's it's a gift that is being robbed and that passion i feel is why i'm always like yo teach your children in, my, your language my wealth has increased my wealth has just by the mere fact of knowing who you increased. are no my wealth has increased like it doesn't even have to be about money it's about it's, your it's, worth it's, no i'm sorry it's when I, inside when i read that it shook me right? i was like what? it's inside what? It's, it's, it's like it's like is that the oh, scene in um black, like the scene in black panther um when um Oh my god, what's his name? You know Daniel Kaluuya's character? 
Yeah. Yeah, but like, and he's like, they they put their shield up. Yeah. Put their shield up yeah. against the thing. That sent shivers down my <laughs> down my thing because of just the cloak, you know, just the cloak. Literally, the cloak kind of created the A barrier. barrier. Was and that boom? Like, this is me. And it's like this is our culture. Yeah. This is our ancestral identity. This yeah. is us. This is it's our like, spirits. You, you cannot let come in. And that's kind of what it was. And that's the importance of the book. My wealth um, has increased. My wealth has increased. My like, I mean, all of them. I mean, I mean, I've written an essay on names and looking at breaking down all these names and looking at them. I'm just thinking, this is just amazing. The power within a name is is miraculous. Like yeah. you can't you can't just whimsically give somebody a name. A you actually have to sit down and think about it, and you can. You can craft them as you wish, but it reminds me of um of what her she's British when she talks about the process of naming her child actually, mm-hmm. and what she wanted to show her child, but also the world about um that's why she chose to give her daughter a a, a Ghanaian name and what that means to have a Ghanaian name living in Britain now. This is it, and uh, being amongst like when that girl goes to job interviews, her name has history, her name has an explanation. Exactly. You know, she's not just you know yeah. Jenny from had, the block. I even had this thing where you know like. They were like, I don't want to give too much away about what I've written, but they had several people. I would go into work and there were like six Alexes. Hmm. Can you imagine? My name is a strong, like my name, I've actually had to, I actually had to come to terms with the fact that my name is a strong and powerful name. Hmm. And the, the, the people that gave me that name were strong and powerful people. And I have to understand that my name can't just be among, like just yeah. these people who I don't I was wondering like, it. what would you, like, imagine all of this didn't happen because you your existence was written on this earth regardless of the history regardless of of the colonial um, enterprise your life was meant for this earth and if those histories didn't happen you would have existed yeah. and it's the life that you would have had and i'm like what would your name have been i don't know if I, it if, would if, not if, have if, been alexander no, no, it, it wouldn't be alexander but if it had but it would have been I'd, something. It would have been something and it would have meant something and yeah. it would have and, it's that, it, and oh. it would have been carried down depending on where I was placed or where yeah. I was from or whatever. Like, you know, and it's really interesting to see, to think about, but we can't dwell so much on yeah. what would have happened what then. We've got to look at where yeah. we are now and these different things. Guys, that is Children of Blood and Bone. Obviously, we could go on we can go forever. On forever on this topic. But, but you let guys us need know. to read it. But most importantly, tell, like, let give us know this what book you think. to your young ones. Let us know man. what you think. Because I think as I tweeted out when I, when before I deactivated, I tweeted out, like, who's read Children of Blood and Bone? What tribes are you from? I felt like people weren't talking about what, like, I weren't, we weren't talking about the book enough. Yeah. I feel like everybody can talk about Gryffindor, Slytherin, da 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 da. We can all do that. We can all banter about it. But we want to, but I want to know what tribe you are in. I want to know where you what are. Clan. Like, what clan you're from. I want to know why. I want to know like why have you placed yourself there. I mean, if you go to the children of blood and bone dot com, I think the website yes, is. There's the can, actual there's a test uh, that she, um, she actually, Tommy actually done herself. Yeah, she done it. She found out she's a reaper. Yeah. And, um, but she, she's done this test and obviously she based it on various elements of Pottermore of the Slytherin yeah. thing um, the house finder but then if you look on it and you do it like find out what what tribe you're in it's just it's get a, it's immersed a, in the it, in it's that, a fun it's yeah, a fun it's thing a fun obviously thing. obviously these, these things it's a, yeah just because as much as we are children of like the, the the Gryffindor generation I want <laughs> the Gryffindor generation <laughs> the Harry Potter generation there we go. Okay. I want I want my children and and just, but my young ones to be ch- the, the generation of children like, of blood and yeah, bones you know what i mean connect up. can you yes. imagine i'll be like 
Yes, yeah. we know because the thing you know is, mean, it's, like, it's a bonding thing as well. Yeah, like yeah, you're a connector. I get that. Yeah, I I'm get a, it. I'm a I burner. Ah, but it's yeah. a thing you know but i mean obviously and we need to it's a use, thing yeah like, it is what it, it is. It, but we need to we need to stop i mean i love harry potter i love hunger games i love chaos um chaos walking trilogy like i love all that stuff mm. but that stuff is not me i i this becomes <laughs> this like, becomes you yeah like you have to just put it on you and say yeah i will adopt this i will assimilate um I will assimilate. But with this, you don't even need to think, can I assimilate to this? Mm. You're just in it. This is who you are. And so the one thing that I would say is, even if you don't want to read this book, I really urge at least one of you to like, if you're if you're like listening, buy this book and Definitely give it to a it. black child in your family and tell that person to read it. Because I honestly believe, like when I gave it to my little cousin, She's 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 to, wildly upset. Give it to a black child. Give it to a white child. Make sure that. But obviously, 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 the, obviously, the black children. There's a reason and there's a difference that they will take from it. Yes, you know what I mean. But they, the white children need to learn to, empathy, and they need to learn. <laughs> they need to learn that there are other people. They need to learn how we feel when we read Harry Potter. Yeah, there's several topics in there. You know, she Tommy does a, a, a an afterword at the end about why the book came together, and she utilizes oh, the Black Lives Matter movement, the um, police, the deaths in police custody the black deaths on the street and she utilized and she puts it all into her letter and it's a very emotive one and i think it's very important that we that we understand where these things come from and and it's a very important pivotal book so we can leave it there <sighs> that was a lot that was a lot mercy flicks mercy flicks all right so we're gonna keep this short and sweet but we watched about time oh god yeah about time that's such an English, such an it English film. It is such an English film. Um, I loved it. I, it, it <laughs> okay, should we explain what it's about? Um, about time is about a guy who's um, each fam, each male fam, a member in his family. By the time they reach twenty-one, they can travel back in time to things that they had experienced and only things that they've experienced yeah. themselves. And um, oh. Yeah, the, the, this the main character. His name's Tim Lake. Main, Tim Lake, played he, by Dom Dom Hall. Dom Dom Gleason. Yeah, he's um Bill Weasley in Harry Potter, and he's the <laughs> son of Mad Eye Moody oh, in yeah. real life. Anyway, um, so he was in it, and basically they decided um they can't really change history. they can't really change history, but they can improve. Their they lives. go back in time and they can improve their lives and stuff. And it's a very interesting conversation about um what could you change if you could yeah. and what would you change if you couldn't so obviously he like when he first when he first got his power he went back in time for new year's eve and he did the kiss that he yeah. that he missed out on yeah or to he, make another girl feel happy to make another girl feel happier yeah. or he uh, went back in time to be more cool about to, the situation about i mean Mar- then, margot robbie's character re- yeah and then the lesson that he learned in that was you can't make someone fall in love with you even if you change who you are because he goes back several times for Margot Robbie's character. The first time she was like, oh, you should have told me this at the beginning. Maybe it would have been something. He goes back. To the beginning. To, to the beginning. And she's like, oh, it. come and back at the end. Goes, Maybe you should come back at the end. You should have told me this at the end. And then he's like, what? You're a liar. Yeah. You're trash. So yeah, like you can't really but, um, change yourself. But then he meets um, Rachel McAdams' character. 
at a a bar where you can't see people. Uh, it's a restaurant. Yeah, you can't, you can't see people, and you, but, you, it, but you're sat next to somebody. You're sat with them and you can't see them. And, and, um, and it, then it was just beautiful. It, and then it's yeah. really Notting Hill esque. It's a very, very it's a very British, British film. film. It's a very English film, but it's it's very. Um, I wouldn't say relatable, but I would say. What would you change? Like, if you could go back in time, what would be the one moment? I know this is very personal and intrusive, but I'm gonna ask you anyway because we are a personal and intrusive podcast. If you I could, mean, if you could go back I'm in not time, go that far back. I know, um, but to a point in your life, what what would you have changed? Let me think about. And you that. have to be very honest. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I went back in time, what would I change? I think I like I I thought about this recently. And I thought about like, if I went back, I could I would go back to my GCSE results mm-hmm. and alter what I picked for A level, and ah. then alter what I picked for degree, and yeah. then alter. But then I thought about that, and I was thinking, if I did that, I wouldn't be where I am now because I, I it's interesting to see what path it would have taken to if yeah. if I was to get back to this point. Yeah. But um, I think that that's probably what I would do. I'd probably change my A-level subjects. It's a really geeky thing to change. But I I, I basically went into um, my A-levels without knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I kind of did a a myriad of things that just weren't good. They were just really rubbish choices. And I just felt like I probably would have gone back and altered those choices and then solidified what I wanted to do and then solidified what I wanted to do at uni yeah. and then you know um, that's probably what I would have done um, and I probably would have just if I could go back I probably would just go back to, to times where that I just enjoyed a mm. lot more like I probably would have gone back to Jamaica like gone back to a point when I was in Jamaica and I just mm. embraced a bit more of a moment yeah. or whatever or gone back to a time where it's a family occasion and just embraced a bit of a moment yeah. again or I've had a lot of thoughts about year nine or year 10 yeah. or whatnot. And I've thought about like what it was like at school and I can kind of be transported back there, just feeling. Just to feel that but I'm just feeling. like, but I'm here. I'm just like but 10 it, years old. You know old what? It, it was very important because remember near the end of the story of the film mm. when obviously his father passes away and the advice that his father gives him is go back and li- and make sure you live every day twice. The first time, live it how you'd normally live it. And the second time, go back and recognize the beautiful things that you didn't see, see at the time. in the first time. And it was like, and then you would understand that life is worth living. So he went back and used to do days twice. And it was beautiful because in points of strife and boring times, and he was able to see things that, even like when he goes to like um, Starbucks and he sees the waiter and the waitress is like, Oh, like how's your day? She's very bubbly, and the first time he's just like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Like how we always yeah. ask, like yeah. And the second time he talks to her, he smiles, he makes her day a little bit better, and in doing so, makes his day a bit better. And it's just that understanding that there is always goodness to be found in every situation. But I would actually go back to a romantic setting. Oh God, of course I you know. would. I would go back to sixth form when. Ah. <sighs> My crush at the time, Jesse Manfall. I even remember his name. I'm so if you're listening, like I'm so sorry. He it was his birthday and I was such a goody two shoes and I really, really liked him. And he was like, Oh, um, what are you doing after school? Um, uh, we should hang out. None of your business. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> and, to 
Pray. I was, obviously, <laughs> I was so shook. Leave me alone. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, are you asking me out? And obviously, I was such a good little yeah, Muslim yeah, yeah. girl that I made the right decision. I said, I'm so sorry, I can't come. Yeah. I'm babysitting, which was what my all, my excuse to all the boys were because I was a good it was Muslim your, girl. It was your default. Yeah, your like, default. I'm babysitting. And, um, and I didn't go. And yeah, like... He just was my crush, but nothing, you know, happened or whatever. And that is what my parents would have wanted me to do. Yeah. And I look back now and I'm like, I didn't break any rules as a kid. You didn't. Because I was such a good girl. And a part of me would have just wanted to live a little. And I'm like, I really want to go back to that moment to be like, you know what? I don't care if I go home late and get in trouble for this one day because it's just one day in in the days of my whole life, you know? And I wouldn't have minded going back to be like, you know what? Yeah, let's hang out, Jesse. So, you know, yeah. and and I think back on like, yeah, I think back on so many times, and I'm just like, this is actually so funny, just Can because at the time, I, at the time, everything's so I was deep. still my judgmental, I was still my judgmental <laughs> self at 15, <laughs> but I remember like being in house parties and being like, mm, Don't like what's going me. on here? What's going on here? What's happening here? <laughs> I, Ooh, know, what's I was that? hella stush. Um, I'm still stush. It's actually so funny because I look back on it, and I'm like, you know, if I could go back just to those points. I just probably embrace it a lot yeah. more because there's nothing really because at, at those ages you really think that life is um, this is it this is it like yeah, this, this is, is it. it this is everything that this means so much you know I mean like if somebody embarrasses me now that's it my life is that's over it, my life is over if I, I fall do down something and, wrong yeah. something, this is over blah 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 I but break we are, rules and my family will hate me and but did you die we are right? still here we are still you cannot come and kill things. yourself all my like, young people it. listening. I don't want to tell you to break rules, but I want to tell you to live your life. Obviously, make sure that you are protected. Make sure you have the love of your family. But make sure that whatever decision that you make is yours yours, and you in that moment are very happy about that decision. Make sure that you think about your future, but don't live for the future because the future future is not promised. You don't live for when I'm... Or when, when I'm, I'm it's, or it's when I, I'm, it's I am now. Yeah, I am now, I'm and this here. is what I'm doing now. And this, this is what, what I'm, I'm doing, doing here. Yeah, and um, I remember like a lot of the times I was like, oh, when I'm this age, I'm going to do this. When I'm that age, oh, I'm gonna do that. I wished my I child, came and I wished those everything ages. away. I wished my whole childhood away. I came away. and passed. Yeah. So I looked at my age and I was like, hold on. Yeah. Did I do what I was supposed to? Yeah. No, because at the end of the do day, do not wish your life away. You you think about these things, and I think like as a teenager, you do um, look at all the TV shows, you look at all the things you've read, you look at all the situations. And you're that you, like, oh, like, I wish. And you're like, okay, so that can happen when I'm 27. Yeah, That's no, fine. No. That can happen when I'm 25. Yeah. That can happen when I'm 21. When I'm 23, I can do this. Yeah. And you're just like, when you get to 23, you're, you're like, just very oh. much like, well, I can still do this when I'm 25. Get 25, you're like. At my, when I was 18, I was like, at 25, I'd be married. I'd be pregnant with my first child. <laughs> Babes, first of all, <laughs> Alex is laughing right now. He can't even talk. He's just in the corner laughing. You're an asshole. But. <laughs> no, but it's wow. so funny. I can't even imagine. Honestly, I'm sorry. I can't even imagine had, having a child. I had a five-year plan. I was going to get, find someone second year of university. I was going to get married in 2017. That was last year, guys. And at this age, you'd have been one year and I've just been pregnant with my first child. Where, where is that? But however, I can honestly say, child, right? where, where is <laughs> my young child? child? But what I can honestly say is, obviously my life has taken me on a different like way, but mm. I, I'm i embracing that I am now, I'm here, I'm present, and I need to do now mm-hmm. 
what tomorrow is not promised. I can plan for the future, but I must live for the present. Yep. And so, yeah, like, do not wish your childhood away. Don't wait. Do it now. Yeah. Like, there is, if you're waiting for the perfect time, the perfect time is always now. The perfect time is always now. Yeah. And like, just deal with the with the consequences thereafter and yeah. the results thereafter. Because yeah. Anybody got time to be thinking about what I'm going to be doing in yeah. ten years? In ten years' time, you're going to be looking at where you are at, and you're going to be thinking, "No, that was some bullshit." Yeah, I needed to actually have just done this. Yeah, then. and um, yeah, I mean, just just you know, live your life and be live free. your life in the moment and do your thing. Yeah, and um, obviously, see like, where it as see a where it as a Slytherin, always plan ahead. You know, make you know. I mean, I mean, that's it. To be step, on, step on these people's necks <laughs> because you can't. You can't just be doing, oh, I just want to live for the now. Not yeah, live yeah, for the yeah. now, I mean, obviously, but obviously step obviously, on people's necks for the future. Obviously, understand sense. You know what I mean? You can't come out here and be doing nonsense and just be thinking about I mean, there were some people in my year, I'm not even going to go into who they were or what they did, but they were doing some foolishness. Yeah, face your books. And I was like, really? Do some and sport. I, I see them on Monday in maths and I'd be like, but really, is this you? Trying to do trying to try to do Pythagoras, but you can't even do walk you're, up the stairs. You're rude. You're, you're rude. actually you're actually you're rude. There. You're so rude. Anyways, guys, my issue for this week is I need y'all. I know it's summer, and this is very not bookish of me, but I need you guys on the people who get on the central line to wear deodorant in this heat. I am very tired. It's imperative to be honest. because. The central line is my imagination of hell. When I think of the pits of hell, I think being on the central line in the dead of summer, like hella hot, you can't even breathe. <laughs> and like, it's just disgusting. It's like death walk. Like, it's just, it's horrible. So please, 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 guys, this is going to be really short and sweet for me. Shower for you. <laughs> <laughs> for you certain demographics that don't <laughs> like to shower cream alright you know I don't want to see your dirty crusty ass dry skin up in my face I want some good fragrances so please well. like you know and I wear oud in the summer someone's like oh you can't be wearing that why are you even on the central line find a, I think guys find a way around it so that other people like get, us can take it <laughs> get on the Santander bikes be in the be in nature be in fresh air it's some two of pounds us, some it's of us pounds. some of us don't live in west london so we can just be strolling into a recording some of us has to come all the way from east london to come to this hell of a place about. yeah what are you talking about so i know he's talking about i yeah, don't, guys, I don't that's, anywhere that's i don't me. exist and also i read an article about black women not being paid enough um uh, for their salaries uh, yes yeah, i i beg you guys like what are you doing? Mm. Black women have been supporting and holding down your social infrastructures. So many organizations. So, like we've been doing so the work. Initiatives. We've been putting down Pay work. Black women their money, man. Pay us our money. <laughs> Pay us what we're worth. Pay us for our time and our effort. And also black women do not be doing anything, especially black women in the creative industries. If they're not paying enough, say no. Another opportunity will come and you will be able to take it and you will flourish. My wealth Do, if I, If you want me on your increased. team, pay. What? My wealth has, has increased. increased. Your bills will be paid. Don't worry. Your yeah, bills, your will, be bills paid. will be paid. If it doesn't align with your integrity, don't take it. Don't take it. Okay. Pay us what you owe. Uh, shout out, Rihanna. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to this week's Messy Lit, guys. Thank Check you so us out much. Go and read dot com. Um, you will find all the information about Cheltenham Literary Festival. Absolutely. London Podcast Festival. Yes, we're doing London Podcast Festival in September. In yeah. September. Please um, get, get so find out all the information that's on the website there. Um, check us out on, at Mercy Lit Twitter, Mercy Lit Pod on Instagram. Um, we iTunes, out here. We out here. Please comment, comment, subscribe. Review. We loved your comments last week. Yeah, like, Please just keep bringing them because we see them. And especially for the guy fit, who messaged us all the way from Australia. Yeah, if we can fit them in to the show, we will. We will, and um, it's amazing. But yeah, Ray said Ramona Ravenclaw last week. Apparently, it's I did. Wrong. Because I listened to I, it this morning. Did I, I actually like, say Ramona? I was like, you're like, Ramona Ravenclaw. Like, you said it clearly. And I, I, was think, like, I think maybe because I was feeling very ghetto and I was like, what's ghetto? Ramona, Ramona. It's Rowena. No, but Rowena Ravenclaw is Ravenclaw. Yeah. But Ramona was in book six, but I forgot what her surname oh, was. Oh, shut she, up. I forget about made, that. She made that um, that love potion for Harry, but then Ron took it, innit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Hermione took it and then she smelled. No, no, basically. no. Ron, Ron ate the chocolates and he took the love potion and he was like, which book? Oh, Number that six. book. Oh, I'm thinking about six, book six. Um, when they were in the potions and they were talking about love potions. Six. It's the same book. Was it that one? Same book, yeah. And then Hermione was like, oh, I smell toothpaste. Um, um, yeah, Hermione, Hermione was like, oh, I smell fresh basically, cut grass and toothpaste. Yeah, basically, she's, Ron. She's so dead. <laughs> no, but, but, she was spelling Ron. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, guys, see you next week. <laughs> Bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.